Today's production was made possible by KLP Entertainment, Kennedy Lucas and Associates, and the Emory Office of Kennedy Lucas Patterson. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to the hottest show in Atlanta, live from the Robert Woodruff Library and Emory University Studios. It's the KLP in the Morning Show. Here's your host, Kennedy Lucas. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back here. Welcome to another exciting episode of KLP in the Morning, the talk show. I'm your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, welcome back to the show, guys. Uh, let me tell you, I'm forever going to be grateful for, of course, Emory University for allowing us to use their studio. Of course, this is the student production studio of Emory University, Atlanta. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very thankful, of course, that we're at the SPS, of course, Robert Woodruff Library, that's Emory University's Atlanta campus, and I'm here to bring you guys another Grand Slam show this morning. I'm excited because, you know, we have a lot of great topics that we need to talk about here on today's show. It's going to be one of those shows that is going to be exciting. It's going to be very, very interesting, and we're going to talk about some great topics for sure. I got to give a special shout out. Um, because these two wonderful workers, and I got to give their, their their shout outs. You know, typically when I come to the studio, right, uh, there's a check-in process. Every studio you go into, there's a check-in process to make sure that you're in the system. Um, as you guys know, we're, we're borrowing their, their, their studio, their lights, their cameras, the 4K camera. We're borrowing some of their equipment. So it's always good that we go in and we, you know, advocate and we do a what is called you know a a checkout um so there's a checkout process right and i'm forever going to be thankful for of course imani and akram of course akram he is a new a worker for the library so when i came to check in he he it was the second day so you know it was the second day he quite didn't understand what to do quite just yet because it's the second day of course imani special shout out to her because she's been helping us out throughout this whole summer she's been making sure my pro my check-in process has been smoothly when it comes to the radio shows scale up in the morning the radio show and now us dabbling into the talk shows she's been able to make sure that we uh perfect really well for that so shout out to those two workers especially because you know it's very good to see students uh who might be undergrad who might be graduate students that are uh still working for a great cause and still giving back to their community of course uh akram uh he is a grad a grad student for emory university and you know we had a kicking moment there because as you guys know why i announced it i am a grad student uh starting monday actually i'm a grad student so i do understand going back to school going to graduate school and getting a master's degree and still working full-time at our job so i kind of gave them some tips and some props you know uh it's good because you know in my office i deal with students obviously we work for emory university i deal with students myself and i try to encourage the students because it's hard 
right? I can't come on the show and say that, oh, college is easy. No, college is hard. I've been at four years of undergrad. It has been hard. And I know this next year as I go and get my master's is going to be hard. So I know what it takes to to go back to school and have the courage. And, you know, you're a little bit nervous about going back to school because you have to work full time. So I kind of gave Akram a little bit of some some pointers and, you know, uh, doing something really, really special and just, you know, talking to him about uh, graduate school. So I do know about it. I do. Um, so, you know, we're very excited for today's show because we do have a must watch list today. And of course, before I get to that, guys, I've got to give our shout outs and our sponsors for today. Of course, today's show was brought to you by Kennedy Lucas Publishing's LLC. If you guys don't know, I do have a publishing company. We publish all kinds of articles. You can read about the newest article today, the Emory Times or the Vox Times. And of course, the newest article that I announced today, guys, CEO, uh, the CEO's Corner. Uh, I've announced that this month and I've been writing since this month started of July. And, you know, a lot of people have been enjoying it because we have over 1,600 in impressions. So that's over 1,600 impressions. So it's really good. Our stats are really, really good. It's a good read, by the way, guys, because we have a group of teams and I'm writing my articles and uh, having my publishing team do it uh, as well. So it's really, really fun to read about it. And I had to shout them out here on today's show. Now, let's get to the fun stuff, guys. We're here. We need to talk about this new movie that came out just yesterday, guys, The Gray Man. Yes. So The Great Man is now available on Netflix. Of course, it is starring Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans, along with Billy Bob Thornton. And of course, um, I, and I'm going to get his name because he's on the, the um, uh, I forgot what show it was on Netflix, T. I'm blanking out on that. Dude, shout out to T, by the way. We got T in the studio here. Uh, of course, the great man, of course, Anthony and Joe, the Russo brothers. If you guys don't know those fantastic directors, you've been living under a rock, guys, because Anthony and Joe Russo are the brother duo, the brother directors of many of the Avengers movies. Of course, Avengers, uh, Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. And of course, Captain America Civil War as well. So uh, they're great directors. And it's good to see that they're kind of stepping out of the light of, you know, Marvel and they're doing their own kind of thing. Of course, it's based off this book. Of course, Ryan Gosling is playing this character where he his character's name is Sierra Six, by the way. And of course, he is working for this, I want to say alliance or this agency that finds the bad people, kills the bad people. But he turns because the first mission, he was supposed to terminate another character, also goes by the name of Sierra Six uh, or Sierra. Um he didn't kill the other Sierra Six. He didn't. He, did, he just has a heart. For some reason, he didn't shoot him down. Of course, uh, Ryan Gosling is following this guy because this guy has a special chip with codes and 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 things and and illegal codes on this chip that they have to retrieve from the agency. Of course, you know Ryan Gosling was going to shoot him. Didn't didn't have the stomach for it. Didn't shoot him. Killed him instead by stabbing him. He wanted to get stabbed. Wanted to get dead. And of course. Uh, you know, going back to history, of course, Ryan Gosling was in the state prison in Florida. That's when Billy Bob Thornton's character comes in and say, hey, I want you to join this allegiance. I want you to join this battle, this allegiance here. Uh, this is something that is a squad team. It's kind of like a Tom Clancy kind of thing. Like, come join our organization. We're the good guys. You know, we want you to be a part of it. Turns out they being the bad guys at the end of the movie. And uh, of course, Billy Bob Thornton character is in the movie and he retires from the agency. Along comes this new character. The character's name is Denny. Uh, of course, Denny comes in 
tries to take over, but he go on, he goes a little bit mad with power a little bit. And of course, Ryan Gosling, back fast forward to the present, Ryan Gosling couldn't kill the character, Sierra Six, the first character in the first scene. And of course, Ryan Gosling goes rogue. So of course, as Ryan Gosling goes rogue, Denny hires Chris Evans' character, Lloyd, as kind of a hitman, as kind of the, the head in charge of trying to get Ryan Gosling's character, Sierra Six, dead. Of course, Lloyd, Chris Evans, played by Chris Evans. And spoiler alert to a lot of people. I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but spoiler alert. If you guys haven't seen the movie yet, pause today's show. Go on Netflix right now and go take a look at it because I'm spoiling some things for you guys because I have to review this movie. Um, So, you know, Chris Evans' character, Lloyd, comes back into the fray of things, right? Comes back to the fray of it, and, you know, he 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 wants to find Ryan Gosling's character, Sierra Six. Like, he that's his mission, because Lloyd, played by Chris Evans, he's kind of a, he's not crazy. He's just very good at his job, and he wants to make sure that he prevails really, really well in his job. So it's just one of those things where he wants to prevail really, really well in his job, and he's very ego egotistical like he wants to get the job done no matter at what cost of course after ryan gosling goes rogue he finds uh some people right he finds some people and you know the people have a plane and they're flying over of course billy bob thornton's character says okay um i need ryan gosling's character sierra six dead while on this plane because he needs to be killed because chris evans now this is where the part where it turns into the bad people, where the agency kind of turns into the bad people a little bit, because now Chris Evans and his team captures Billy Bob Thornton's character's daughter, right, into the fray as a kidnap as, okay, here's hostage. So you either going to give them to us or we're going to hurt your daughter. And of course, meanwhile, the daughter was a, you know, longtime character in this movie because she has a pacemaker. And fast forward back into the past, Ryan Gosling was the bodyguard of Billy Bob Thornton's daughter with the pacemaker. So there's a little bit of family there, extended family there. There's family history. So Ryan Gosling is going to do everything they can to find out where she's hidden at. Of course, turns out that they were hidden in Croatia. Of course, fast forward, there's this big epic scene where, of course, finally, Chris Evans locates Ryan Gosling um, in, I'm forgetting what city, I think it was Vienna, um, blinking out on the city there, T, but uh, they're based off in Vienna. Of course, Ryan Gosling's now in Vienna. He gets handcuffed with these cops because he's going to Vienna to go look for Alfred Ritter's character. Of course, Alfred Ritter is also in this movie. So it's an all-star cast, kind of, because there's like a lot of great people in this movie. Of course, the police and the agency under Chris Evans' character, uh, Lloyd, finds Ryan Gosling. And, you know, there's a lot of bad tensions there. Of course, she blows up the house and, you know, Ryan Gosling's get kind of arrested. But then he escapes this big scene. Of course, Chris Evans operated a operation where he has Alpha, Bravo and Tango that comes into the fray. And then they're trying to shoot at Ryan Gosling, also trying to shoot off the uh, the cops in of Vienna as well. So it was a big war scene there. And of course, towards the end of the movie, of course, they ended up going to create Croatia because Ryan Gosling finds the little girl with the pacemaker in Croatia. That's where she's been kidnapped. Goes to Croatia, try to rescue her and Billy Bob Thornton along fighting with the team of Chris Evans' character, Lloyd, and their team. So this movie, I've got to say, with just a little synopsis about this movie, this movie is a movie that I really recommend you guys going out to go see. 
because it's very it's fantastic. I enjoyed this movie because not only that Anthony and Joe Russo, their cinematography and their director skills are just on point because we've seen many great movies from them before and TV show, if you think about it, because Arrested Development, that was theirs and it was a TV show for Netflix. This movie cinematography was fantastic. Um, I really like the scope of it, how I can tell they kind of used, and I'm assuming as a director myself, I'm assuming this is the equipment that they use, guys. Uh, I'm assuming that they use a drone, right? They might have used the drone to get those panoramic type shots, right? The fly arounds and, and the different scope of it. You guys can tell. Uh, if you get motion sickness, you might get a little sick, but I actually enjoyed the different style of cinematography a little bit because that's one of the things that we've noticed, right? It was a little bit different. It's like floating around there. It's floating around there. So like I say, always a great movie for sure. I really recommend people going out and, uh, you know, seeing this movie is available right now on Netflix. Um, it's good to see the Russo brothers are back in action. Um, I do want to see them further along with the Marvel uh, type movies. But it's also good to see them in this light of things because their cinematography is just fantastic. And it's really good. It's really, really awesome for that. I, I applaud them for that. So let's give it up for, of course, the great man, Anthony and Joe Russo, Chris Evans, and Ryan Gosling. Yeah, so again, it's a great, it's a great thing. It's a great movie. Go check it out again. It's on Netflix, guys. The next thing we're going to talk about, guys, is a little bit now we're steering away from the film news, of course, to the gaming news. I know I, I do have a lot of Emory students that are gamers, right? I'm a gamer myself, if you guys don't know. Of course, we did a the recent video we did. We did a KLP double take. Uh, and we talked about the hit game Stray. Of course, T. Shout out to T again, guys. He's our producer. He wasn't there for that one, but he saw the video. He enjoyed it. Of course, guys, go to YouTube at KLP Entertainment so you guys can watch my double take on Stray. But on today's show, KLP in the morning with your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas, we are talking about the updated um, gameplay kind of trailer and kind of the video that Sony released about The Last of Us uh, Part 1 rebuild for the PlayStation 5. Now, I saw the video yesterday. Um, and I wanted to talk about it, obviously, on the show because I have some opinions. I have quite a few opinions about this game. Let me just break it down to you guys. This game looks phenomenal, right? It does. I'm not going to crack down on Naughty Dog and say, okay, you, you, you didn't do anything. Because let me tell you, Naughty Dog did a whole heck of a lot in this game. From the fidelity mode down to the frame rate, down to the same cutscenes but reanimated. Uh, more environments that you can interact with with the haptic feedback of the PlayStation 5 controller. And here's where my opinion lies, guys. I have a huge opinion on this game because of today's economy, right? We are dabbling in today's economy, today's world. Things are a little bit more expensive. We did see gas prices, T, because T told me on his way to the studio today, this morning, that gas prices were a little bit lower, which is great. I mean, it's still high, but it's a little lower than what we've seen, right? And things are going up in groceries, right? And I can contest to this, guys. I like to be personal with it with you guys and my fan base on the show. Is you know, things have gone up when it comes to groceries. When I go grocery shopping, I now have to find find different alternatives because, as I said in my last show, I'm very frugal with money sometimes when it depends on what I'm buying. So it's just one of those things that we have to pivot and we have to change a whole heck of a lot. Right. 
one of that, and that's just one of the things we we've changed. That's one of the things that we have to really dabble on into uh, when changing up our grocery fund. So, my point about The Last of Us Part One Rebuild, it's great. I give Bruce Stanley and Neil Drunkman a huge applause. But do I think that it's worth $70? Right? That's the question that everybody is asking. Is The Last of Us Part 1 rebuilt from PlayStation 5? Is it worth you buying again? Because it came out 2013. And I want to say 2015 they had a remaster version for PlayStation 4, I believe. And now they're selling it again. But you got to remember, guys, these games are higher now. The Last of Us, when it came out in 2013, you were looking at $50. For a PlayStation 5, now you're looking at $70. It goes a long way, right? It goes a long way when games are expensive. And you guys know, this is a tidbit to all of my gamers out there. With me personally, if a game, like, for, not trying to compare the games here, Stray was $30. It was a no-brainer that I was going to pick the game up because it was $30 and it looked very interesting. And I enjoy it. I do. But when it comes to the big box office games, right, this is where Naughty Dog kind of has a little bit of trouble. And I'm not going to say they're in so much trouble because they're going to have somebody to, they're going to have people to buy this game. People are going to pick it up. YouTubers are going to pick it up because they need to do a review. IGN and GameSpot and GameRadar, they're going to pick the game up because they it's their job. They have the money in the bank to do that. But it's hard to sell a game at $70 right now because, honestly, I know a lot of people say that 2022 has been boring with video games. It's been boring for the beginning of 2022. I agree. But towards the end of 2022, there are some games that we can look forward to. Right? Because we have Last of Us in September. October is a big month because you have Gotham Knights and then you have um, Call of Duty. The next Call of Duty to come out, right? November, you're going to have. Um, I'm blanking out on November. There's a lot of great games that's coming out in November. Um, a lot of good ones. A lot of big ones are coming out in November that I'm kind of. Oh, God of War. There it is. God of War Ragnarok comes out in November. I was thinking about it, team. Like, what game that I want to get in November? God of War comes out in November. And then you might have a little bit better, uh, more games come out in December. All of these games are going to range at $70. You got Last of Us, $70. Gotham Knights, $70. Call of Duty, you, you bet you, buddy, it's going, that's going to be $70. God of War, it's going to be $70. So it's hard to sell a game uh, to where, you know, $70 is a hard market to cap. It's hard. And a lot of gamers like myself will say, okay, I don't think this game is really worth $70. I don't think I'm really going to want to invest in a, a game like this because of what how much it costs, right? It's one of those things that is hard, guys. It's going to be hard for Naughty Dog to sell simply because, you know, $70 is something that uh, is a hard market cap. It's hard. It's so, so hard. And I, I hope that Naughty Dog makes that mark. I hope they make a lot of money from it because it looks like they rebuilt the game. They did. I've seen it. We've seen it on PlayStation. They rebuilt this game. It looks phenomenal. But a lot of gamers are saying, okay, I played this game before. I already know the story. I know what to expect. 
And it's good to see that Naughty Dog is adding uh, more stuff, right? They added a lot more stuff that we didn't see, right? But I think this game would have been hard sell if they would have offered online mode, the faction modes, right? Because in the first one, the first version, there was the faction mode where people can play online. It's like a survival mode. But we're told that in this $70 increase, this just a story mode and then some cosmetics. For me, as a gamer, I don't really go for the cosmetics, right? A lot of gamers pay a lot of money for cosmetic stuff in a video game. I think that's a huge waste of money. You're not going to catch me investing in a game and, and buying hundreds and hundreds of dollars in cosmetics and skins and whatnot. I'm not going to do that's such a waste of money, in my opinion. That money could be towards something else, right? But they're going to have some people to buy that stuff. But me as a gamer, it's hard to sell that to me. Where it's $70 from a same campaign that we already know, the same story we already know, looks different, looks a lot better, yes. And some skins, that's a hard sell, Naughty Dog. That's a hard sell to some gamers. Now, like I say, some gamers are going to buy it, right? Some gamers are going to pick it up. They're going to say, okay, I want this, right? And it might work for some people, um, but it's hard to sell it right now. Game comes up in September, and then October, you have two big games coming out, and then November, you have a big game coming out. So it's it's all about budgeting, right? And I budget a whole heck of a lot nowadays. We, we all have to. I do. Um, but again, Naughty Dog, congratulations on your rebuild. I'm 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 pretty sure they're gonna get some sales, but it's a little bit nervousome to get those sales. So, yeah, yeah. So, our next news topic of conversation. I have been delighted to talk about this next segment on today's show, simply because this is something that I enjoy doing, and I really wanted to. I'm starting to get back into my K-pop element. If you guys don't know by now, I'm a huge fan of the Korean culture. I've talked about it on every show that I've ever been on. I've enjoyed Korean culture in general. The Thailand culture, I enjoy. The Japanese culture, I enjoy. Uh, the Chinese culture, I enjoy. Now, obviously, the Korean culture, I definitely enjoy. And now I'm getting back into my K-pop game. And of course, a lot of girl groups, and I'm sorry for all of the people that like the boy groups. I like the boy groups too. But last y'all talked about Mellow, right? So this episode, this week, I got to talk about a female group, of course, that I've been following for quite a few months now. And they're stepping out, right? High Up Entertainment's uh, Stacy, the Stacy girls. Well, yeah, you know, shout out to them. Let's give a round of applause. Yeah, so yes, we're talking about High Up Entertainment's Stacy. Of course, they got this new song called Beautiful Monster. And let me tell you, I like it when newer girl groups come in, right? Because you're you're expanding a new talent, right? Um, one thing that I don't particularly like the most is that, and I get it because it's the culture thing, but a lot of Korean girl groups and guy groups, they start at a very young age. And it's a little bit funny to me now that I'm 26 and I'm a grown man, it's a little bit harder for me to watch a younger audience, right? It's hard for me. A lot of artists, they start really, really young, and they're they're doing these type of musics where grown folks could do these kind of music, right? And I'm not saying that it's, you know, super out there, it's just super sexual. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that they're doing some more, more not risque, but kind of risque type songs to where 
how old are you? Are you 25 or are you 12? Because you sound like you're 25 and you've been through some things, but your your age is like 12. So that's where, if you guys agree with me, comment below. That's how I'm feeling about Stacey because they are a young audience, a young crowd, a young group that now they're expanding in more of a riskier type songs, right? And it's that stigma, right? It's the stigma. Later in older shows that I've talked about, my first group that I got into was Twice, right? And Twice was young, right? And now as Twice got older, I mean, this was what, seven years now? Seven years, now they're grown women, right? I saw one of the vlogs where Nayong and Momo's apartment, they did a vlog and they opened their refrigerator and the refrigerator had a lot of wine coolers in there. And I laughed, but then I I told, I said, okay, yeah, I, I laughed, but it's okay because they're about 25 now like 25, 26, they're getting up there. They're grown people now. So it's funny because when you watch a girl group, a K-pop group from when they first start, they're like 16, 17, 18, barely, you're not even grown at that time. And now over the years, you see them, now they're drinking alcohol, they're drinking wine, and they're doing more riskier moves in their, their music videos. They're doing more riskier songs. So I, I like it, but I don't like it, right? I like not trying to compare, but with Twice, I listen to them more now than I did back in the day because they're older, right? And I feel more comfortable. With Stacey from High Up Entertainment, it's hard because they're young. They're 16, 17. Some of them are probably 18. So it's a little bit harder for me to watch a younger audience. I know it sounds crazy, right? It does sound a lot crazy in my mind, and I might just be hallucinating there, but that's just how I feel about that right um but beautiful monster is a good song by the way of course when new songs come out of course korean k-pop uh artists and idols they go out and they market the song a lot they do they market the song a lot when their new song comes out they market a whole heck of a lot so it's interesting it's interesting to see stacy beautiful monsters of course uh obviously the one of the first songs that i listened to was stereotype and that's a good song by the way, that's a very great song. Um, I know they came out with um, So Bad. That was their very first song that I can appreciate and I listen to. But my first time when I first listened to Stacey was Stereotype. Um, like I say, this girl group is, they're they are hot right now. Not in a weird way, but they're hot. They're, they're out there. They're marketing it. And I, I really do want Stacey to go far, right? Because a lot of girl groups, we all know a lot of girl groups, they don't last. And that's the unfortunate thing where egos get in there, money gets in there, idols want to do different things, idols want to change. Because let me tell you guys, I study a little bit of the Korean culture and they're going through it, right? They're, hey, they're, I've seen the video again, Neon, not trying to compare the idols there, but Neon and Momo from Twice, you know, they live in a dorm and they make billions and billions of views on YouTube. But I learned that, you know, when they make their song, they make millions and millions of views. They get millions of dollars. They get a wage. They don't get all of that versus here in America to where if you're a hip artist and you make millions out of it, that's yours. Of course, you got to deal with your record label and all that. But then you get a good chunk of it. Right. Um, but over there in Korea, they're, they're, you paid on a wage and most of the money goes to the back into the company. So um, and it might be to where where girl groups, they leave because they don't want to do that anymore. They want to seek other things they want to seek other ventures right we all remember girls generation back in the day 2008 7 is when they started right and now in 2011 it kind of broke up and you got them wanting to go different directions so i get it i do 
Um, but again, shout out to Stacey, of course, their song available pretty much everywhere. Beautiful Monster. It's a beautiful song. It's it's very I like their more upbeat, intense songs, right? I don't really like the slow, mellow type songs that much, right? I just don't. But there are songs out there that, you know, they're doing, and it's fantastic. And I encourage people to, to listen to Stacey. Honestly, I encourage people to get into K-pop. Honestly, if you're into K-pop, get into K-pop because I like it. I love K-pop. I love the K-pop dramas too, by the way. So, you know, if you want to get into that that realm, you want to get into that type of music, I listen to K-pop when I go to the gym, right? As soon as we leave the show here, I'm heading to the gym. I'm listening to K-pop in the gym, right? I love doing that kind of stuff. So again, uh, guys, check out Stacey's latest song, Beautiful Monster. Of course, as we're talking about music, before we get on to our next topic, of course, be sure to check out Shameless Plug Bear T. My newest uh, album comes out Monday. Of course, it's called Do More, Say Less. Uh, you guys can go pretty much everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Our Heart Radio, Tidal. Of course, Apple Music as well. Type in Do More, Say Less by yours truly, Kill Lucas. That is my next album that's coming out Monday. And I'm so excited for that album. All right, guys, moving on to our next news and topics of conversation. Of course, please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the channels, by the way, if you're enjoying the show thus far. I love doing the show, guys. I really do, because typically in KLP in the morning, we have a whole lot to talk about that we're going to unpack on today's show, and you guys love it. And it's kind of like, it's a good way I'm giving you guys a great quality show, 4K camera, by the way. Shout out to Emory University for the 4K camera. I love it. Um, but next, we're going to talk about what we like to call our elephant in the room. Now, typically, I like to talk about the elephant in the room on the podcast show, whether it's the podcast of KLP in the morning or the podcast of KLP Aftermath. But we're talking about it here on the talk show. And I've got to dabble on into this one. Of course, my sources are coming from the beautiful The Breakfast Club. Shout out to Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, and DJ Envy for sure. Um, they are my idols, right, T? They, they're our idols. We're studying from them when it comes to our radio shows. but they posted this elephant in the room and this is a question that i want to propose to a lot of people out there in today's world right okay so this happened of course this was a local walgreens right a couple goes in there and a woman um wants to buy birth control and condoms and of course the walgreens employee denied service bill of sale desired the, the declined the bill of sale the decline the contract of service the transaction if you will because of that employee's religious beliefs now it's a crazy world that we're living in right now we all know about the roe versus wade case and it's now unfortunately it's illegal to go and do abortions we're not going to talk so much about that because it has something to do with politics we're not going to talk about politics on today's show but I am going to talk about this next thing because the woman wanted to buy condoms, right? Right. The woman wanted to buy condoms. I'm going to be a, a huge, huge, huge advocate to all of my college kids, whether you go here at Emory or whether you go to George Gwinnett College, my alpha mater, shout out to them, shout out to the Grizzlies, Grizzly Strongs all the way. Or if you are a student or a young teenager, not saying super young because you shouldn't be doing it at a super young age, but if you are a teenager, let me give you guys this advice. And I know we're a PG show, T, but this is kind of an educational thing, so this counts. When you guys have sex, it is okay to have a condom. 
And I know I sound like a, a condom commercial right now, but <laughs> I want to advocate that safe sex is the best sex. And I know we're a PG show. I get it. Some of the Emory people may not approve, but this is just an educational thing. This is sex ed, right? I'm not a professor, even though I would like to be one one day. I'm not a professor, but this does not make any form of sense <laughs> when you have a Walgreens employee denies bill of transaction for a woman wanting to come in and buy a birth control and a condom, some condoms. Safe sex is the best sex. I'm sorry. I, I, I got to say that again, because there's a lot of people out here in today's society not practicing safe sex. Let me tell you guys. HIV, STD, and AIDS, and herpes, that stuff scares the living crap out of me. It do. It, I'm scared of that stuff. I'm terrified of that kind of those, those diseases. So that's why I practice and I tell people wrap it up because it's protection. It's protection out there. So it's just one of those things that a lot of people need to be educated on. And, you know, the educational level, I don't know. I don't know if they're still teaching sex ed college, uh, college courses or sex ed high school classes, but this Walgreens employee denied terms of service guys, because of their religious belief. Now, I don't know what kind of religious belief that is if you if you're going to have sex, you can't wrap it up. I don't I don't know, right? And I, I guess I'm just being ignorant with that because I don't know what religion practices that. And maybe there is a religion. I don't know. I'm ignorant to that fact. Now, it's hard because I know a lot of stores, right? By law, because of Roe versus Wade, they took a lot of stores took out um took out uh well, birth control some stores took out but then there's i mean if you use a birth control it's not that's not illegal but or so i know of but you know, of course now it's illegal to do abortion but birth control and condoms the birth control thing part of it t and guys you know it, it's not illegal yet it's legal like you can buy that it's not it's so wrong for walgreens and then this is what walgreens said um in the statement to, uh, earlier Walgreens said that, hey, the employee didn't terminate anything, didn't violate anything within the, the employee contract. I think they did because when you refuse, okay, there's a different scope of, of refusing service, right? When I, and this is a true story, guys, when I worked in the, to the hotel business, um, we had the right to where if a customer or a guest, we called them guests when I worked in the, in the hospitality industry, when a guest comes up and if the guest is super rude, you have to still kind of push through it, right? Because you still want to give that service. But let's just say if a customer comes up to me or a guest, because in the hospitality industry, we call them guests. If a guest comes up to me and the guest starts cussing me out, calling me out my name or using racial slurs, then I have the opportunity to say, okay, I'm refusing service here because you're not respecting me and you called me a racist uh, slur, right? And thank God that hasn't happened yet. But there's stories where it, my coworker, somebody called her a, a, not a nice word and, you know, she re she almost refused service, but, you know, she wrote a letter to my, my boss at the time and he, that guy's been terminated to come to our hotel. Like, we have the power to do that. 
but that's in the hospitality industry right because you're dealing with the customer you're dealing with the guests checking them into their room make sure the payments is there if those three those three things happen we can refuse service and that's to be commendable if you're coming in there and you're acting a fool and you're not respecting people you're calling them out their name you're yelling at them you're, you're screaming at them yeah you can refuse service right because i've done that before where okay you're kind of you're angry you're you're yelling and i'm trying to provide you this great service i'm going to refuse the service i'm let my my, my co-worker handle you because i i'm not going to that's in the hospitality industry i think and this is just my opinion guys by the way this is just my opinion it's not factual uh, a real fact this is just my opinion i think if you work in a store whether it's walgreens a gas station CVS, if somebody wants to buy something odd, it's none of your business. And honestly, I think Walgreens, that was none of that Walgreens employee's business of why she wanted to buy birth control and condoms. It's none of your business. Your job, and I don't want to sound like a Karen, right? Because that, that just kind of sounds like, a, what I'm about to say sounds like a Karen. And, you know, your job is to do this. But no, your job is to take the item scan it and make sure they pay for it and that's it that's it then you you don't have the right to ask him why are you buying condoms why are you buying this like you don't have that right i bought some strange things when i'm like if either in kroger or walmart where my register my cashier scan that weird item that i buy right and i it's rare that i buy weird stuff but sometimes i i I bought some weird stuff before, right? If I'm buying that weird item, scan it, as long as I pay for it, that's all that matters. If I paid for it, I never had a register or a cashier to say, why are you buying that? I'll tell you what does happen. I buy that weird item, scan it, and maybe the register or cashier might say, you know, there's a cheaper version of this over here. Now, if you do that, you're a good, you're a good person. If you're scanning something that's kind of weird, but you need it, but then there's a cheaper sale on it, like a lot of registers, they say, oh, there's this, you can get this cheaper <laughs> on, for this brand, right? That's that's look, that's called looking out, right? But for you to scan and be like, oh, because of my religion, I can't, I can't, I can't sell you that. Walgreens employee, no one asks you about your religion. Just scan my product so I can pay for it and leave. We didn't ask you what's your religion. Because nine times out of ten, we don't care. We don't care. So that's why Walgreens, in general, the company and the Walgreens employee is our elephant of the room because we don't care about the religion. Just scan our stuff, make sure we pay for it. Now, if we just walked out with it, yeah, that's a problem because that's theft. But we didn't ask you about your religion. We didn't ask you how, how you felt about we're spending our money, our money on this. To me, it seems like the Walgreens employee looked like he was about to lose some money from it. No, you're gaining money from this because we're paying for it. And it's not your money that you're losing. It's their money that they're giving up. They're trading. So why do you have an opinion on what somebody else is paying for? Right? I get those things all the time because you guys know we run an office every office of Kennedy Lucas Patterson. And there's things that we buy. I don't buy personally, but within Emory company we buy. And I say, Hey, 
you want to pay for it, fine. It's not my personal money. I pay for it. Right? Emory bought this whole set, probably cost them a lot of money. I ain't complaining because, number one, I get to use it for free. And number two, it's not my money. I didn't spend it. So if they want to buy this 4K camera and these lights and stuff, that's on them. That's their money. I can't tell Emory how to run their money. And it's the same thing with the, the Walgreens employee. You can't tell nobody how to spend their money. You just can't. It's their money, and they're going to pay for it. Right? So I, I just that's why they're the, the, the elephant in the room and, you know, Walgreens, they, they're they backing. And I get it. And Walgreens are going to support their employees, right? Every company, every company try to support their, their employees. Like, and I get it. That's business. That's legal. I get it. But honestly, I think it has nothing to do with wanting to spend their money. If that's their money, that's their money, right? Yeah, so I just had to I had to bring that out there, guys, because, you know, I, I, that was our elephant in the room. And I read the story and it's just, you know, like I say, it's a crazy world that we live in. Um, I'm always going to advocate safe, safe sex. So maybe leave Walgreens and go to CVS or go to the drugstore or go to Walmart or go to Kroger or Publix. They're selling that same kind of stuff in those stores. It might be a little bit more. Right. Because when you go to Walgreens, uh, Walgreens might have a certain price. And then if you go to Walmart, it might be a higher price. So again, you might just have to do it if you're getting some slack here. Uh, I don't know what city they were in, T, but if that ever happened in Atlanta, I probably would have been like, okay, that's none of your business what I spend my money on, right? It's none of your business. So moving on to our next news topic of uh, today's conversation. Of course, I needed to talk about this because you guys know um, a couple of weeks ago, on the KOP in the morning show, we talked about WWE. And of course, I think last episode, we talked a little bit about WWE. Um, but I wanted to bring the story up because it's relating back to our childhood. And go check out the podcast version of this show because I had my dad come on. And we talked a little bit about wrestling before we talked about his business. Great podcast, by the way. Um, shout out to my dad. So WWE is in some great turn of events, I guess. I mean, it's sad, but it's kind of good for business maybe if you guys don't know the headlines are vince mcmahon retired officially at the age of 77 from wwe of course he tweeted uh, some tweets about oh me being now that i'm 77 i think it's time for me to retire uh i think vince mcmahon could go until he's 90 years old but he was i think honestly he was first forced to retire because of the allegations if you guys don't know he was involved allegation that he paid a former wwe employee millions in hush money for sexual harassment. Again, that's allegations. I'm not saying that it's true or not, but that's why I think he retired. Now, a lot of people kept saying, oh, he retired because he's old. No, he retired because he got in some trouble. And it's best for business for him to step down and have somebody else, public figure, uh, step up to the plate. Every company does that. When a CEO is in the heat of the light of things for the bad that CEO is forced to retire or step down or switch positions so that way they can have a good figure for the company. So uh, I, I saw it on Twitter and a lot of people are sad. I'm sad, right? Because Vince McMahon, he made WWE. He brought it to my family, right? And, you know, shout out to my family because it's, you know, my two brothers and my dad and me, we would go to the wrestling cards. We would go to the pay-per-views. I'm never going to forget going to WrestleMania 27 at Georgia Dome. Shout out to Georgia Dome. That's no longer here. But I remember the memories with WWE. And I had some great memories with WWE. So I applaud Vince McMahon for giving us some content, some of the things that um, we grew up with, right? But 
this might work in great lights of WWE's favor simply because AEW is around the corner, right? That's their competition. I can't remember the last time I went to a wrestling event or I've watched wrestling. WWE, I can't remember the last time I did. I think the last time I watched it was WrestleMania, right? I haven't been that much interested into WWE. So I really think that that's going to, uh, I think it's going to grow the company, right? I I applaud Stephanie McMahon being the co-CEO and Nick Khan or Nicholas Khan, he's the co-CEO. Honestly, I think Triple H should have been co-CEO because let me tell you guys, Triple H, Paul Levesque, Triple H, he built NXT to what it is. Statistically seeing, and I saw WWE stats back in the day, NXT stats and ratings were high. That was the show to watch, right? But as Triple H stepped down, Vince McMahon was in control of it. Now the ratings are not so good anymore, right? So I vote, and this is just me. I'm just a talk show host here in Atlanta. I'm not an executive at WWE. That would be cool if I was, but I'm not. I would vote to have Triple H be co-CEO with Stephanie McMahon because Triple H made WWE better, in my opinion, because of NXT. He brought talent. He brought a story. He brought a great brand to where everybody's talking about it. There was a time and point where my family, well, my brothers and my dad, we watched more of NXT than we actually did, let's say, the, the house shows like Raw and SmackDown. We watched NXT the most because that was the show to watch, right? So honestly, I do think Triple H might come back to the light of things and take control. Um, I, I honestly think he needs to come back into that role because he may not be able to wrestle anymore because he did announce, hey, Triple H is not feeling too good to wrestle. He's not in great health to be wrestling, but he's in great health to run the company. So I honestly think he should be executive. I really do. I really think he needs to come back, be executive, be the CEO, build it, rebrand. I really do think that WWE, this is their restart button. I'm I'm a, I'm a believer that this is their restart button because this is different, right? Vince McMahon is no longer in control, so storylines are going to be changed, right? Get us excited for WWE again, right? Because AEW is looking pretty good right now. They are. They're looking pretty good. Their stats are looking really, really good right now. So we got to make that happen. Going to make it happen, guys, for sure. So that's going to wrap it up here on our show here today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed today's show. Of course, KLP in the morning, the talk show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the topics we talked about. We talked about so many great topics, by the way. Uh, I do want to thank again uh, the Emory University Systems uh, for, again, allowing us to perform a show and to give you guys a great show and to really use the equipment and really give you guys a grand spanking great show. So I really do recommend... Uh, Thank you guys for that. Thank you for the Emory University. Uh, thank you for grateful for uh, Imani and Akram, the two uh, staff members here at the Robert Woodruff Library. Um, especially Imani, she helped me out throughout the whole summer, so I'm very grateful for her. She's been excellent, by the way. Um, so that's going to wrap it up here on today's show. Please remember to stay tuned for a Monday night. We'll be coming back for KLP Aftermath, the podcast from the Huey Lee uh, production recording room as well for our next podcast. Of course, as always, I like to say stay safe, drink water every 15 minutes, guys. Stay hydrated. It's hot. August is around the corner, and it's going to be even hotter in August. So stay tuned for the heat because it's coming, guys. Of course, that's going to wrap it up here on today's show. I've been your host, Caleb Kennedy Lucas. 
saying so long, peace, and see you guys in the next episode. Yeah.